number one Valorant podcast on the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am, of course, Colter Fair, a.k.a. Astro. Um, there may be a name change <laughs> coming up, but we'll get into it. I'm, I'm joined once again. Um, per usual, as my good, uh, <laughs> with my good friend, Rogan Prescott. What's up, dude? Hey, man. Coulter, so, previous episode. Dude, um, just shot out of here. You said you weren't going to pull that intro out. I thought we were done with that. Well, and I think everyone thought I was done with that. I even thought I was done with that. Was it the backlash? That made you bring it back? Well, it's just all the peasants were clamoring for more, right? And so as their king, I had to deliver, right? Every once in a blue moon, you got to deliver. <laughs> Obviously, you wouldn't know how that feels because you never give the people what they want. But as for me, I listen to the squandering of the of the lower class, right? <laughs> That's the difference between you and I. So, oh, I don't want to ruin the glory that you have. Well... Um, guys, I'm a mess. I sipped some coffee out of this straw, <laughs> and it literally just, dude, it, squirt, it squirted from both sides of the straw, dude. Like, I don't know what that's about. Um, Rogan, what is this fine episode about, dude? I, I believe, <laughs> I believe it's episode 38. 37? wrong. 37? That's it's gotta right. be 38, dude. It's gotta be 38. Let me check the pod. Let me check the, the Spotify, right? Well, at least I you're know. You're off. At least I know. Um, you're off, dude. Coulter, <laughs> we are going to be covering the topic suggestions from the peasants who have been screaming in the Discord. Um, we've kind of noticed that that has been left in the dust. We have some old messages in there that we haven't covered, so we're going to run through them pretty quick. And then, um, if we if we have more time after that, and we aren't, <laughs> and we haven't fallen off the cliff that everyone <laughs> knows so well, we will um, we'll cover Sova. And <laughs> okay, that, that is literally the first time that I've heard those words come out of your mouth, <laughs> dude. <laughs> what's a good surprise, man? Come on. Hey, like let's this start is it how off. bad it's hey, getting. Let's start it off. What are you sipping on? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sipping on a cold one um, this evening, right? It's 92 degrees both outside and in my room. Um, there's no there's no difference between me sitting in this gaming chair and me just sitting in the beating sun, right? Because <laughs> I can't pay for the power <laughs> to run an AC unit in here. So I'm sweaty. I'm sweaty, and so I got this this cold drink. Um, it's from Dutch Bros. It's a blended drink, um, and it's just straight sugar, right? I got what you told me to get. This is a Golden Eagle with a double the soft top on it. So I'm not really sure what that means. It's <laughs> it's really sweet. It's on the sweet side for me, right? I'm I'm usually on. Uh, I'm 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 more of a man. And less of a teenage girl, so I tend to tend to lean on the uh, you know the black coffee side of things. 
So this is a little sweet, but it's fine. I feel a little jittery. Oh, wow. That but sugar's already hitting you? Well, I can't tell if it's just the overall blendage of this evening and me not knowing what's going on until we're literally in the pod <laughs> or if it's the drink itself. I think we're looking at a nice, combination nice. here. That's good. That's good. It, um, is, it is episode 37, by the way. So well, I, I kind of knew that. So <laughs> glad one of us knows what's going on. Good thing uh, you're clarifying what, that. <laughs> what are you drinking, dude? What do we got? Well, dude, I, I did not make the run of Dutch Bros. And I think it is like that big reason. Guys, the, the, the Dutch Bros drinks, they're so sweet. Like if you get even like half sweet, it's um still like a lot of sugar in there. Yeah. And when I get a lot of sugar, I kind of get like jittery and then I, I crash pretty hard afterwards. So you're a sugar crasher. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really do well with it. So I made my own hot drink this time with the, with the good old white coffee, white chocolate Taj Mahal flavoring. Oh. And it's, it's quite nice. I kind of, um, I've missed it. You know, it's hard drinking a hot coffee in this weather. Yeah. But I, I think I had to run it. So we're running this. So Colt, Coulter, <laughs> I trimmed up my stash and I'm looking at it right now. And for the podcast listeners, just think of like Hitler, Hitler's stash, but inverted. <laughs> there oh is a my goodness, patch dude, that, right in the middle and it just, like I there's nothing, that. nothing grows there. It's like, what is that? Look at that gap. What is that? That's what a huge is gap, that? dude. That gap just, is like, oh, it's like I the know. size of your nose. I know. And that thing was looking nasty. Did, did you put some mascara on it tonight? It's I looking did. a little dark. Well, hey, hey. <laughs> if I don't, then it's not there, okay? And and now, if I don't, if I don't trim it up, you know, spruce it up, no one, <laughs> it, someone's going to think I shaved it. <laughs> so, <laughs> what else do I do? I hope that you don't put that mascara on on a daily basis. Oh, I go to work with this bad boy on with this caterpillar. <laughs> you, you, you are absolutely <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Every, for everyone that's listening and or watching, if you can't grow a normal, <laughs> regular mustache without putting mascara in it, right? If you can't do it, then it's just not for you. Just don't do it. Right, just don't have a mustache <laughs> if you're putting mascara on that bad boy okay. every day. I, Is that I your mom's it. mascara? Don't tell me you raided your mom's bathroom. No, it's it's your girlfriend's mascara, obviously. Oh my so gosh, dude! Slammed. That is. I tried disgusting. sharpie, but then I just sharpied on my entire face, and I couldn't get it off. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go, you, go, <laughs> you okay, penetrated the, reason, the hairs. The only reason why I'm doing this oh. is because I'm growing at the mullet, and that's the only reason. Because I right, already look like, nasty at yeah. work, anyways. So it's like, how worse can I get? I mean, I can get pr- this thing. Looks, yeah, it's nasty. Um, <laughs> dude, if you, if you the had that isn't even comparable to this, dude, if you had the stash like in in that form, <laughs> looking that stout every day, <laughs> like I, dude, I couldn't do it, dude. There's no way. Look at yourself, dude. You, I, yeah, you look, I have to. You look like an absolute dirty man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, pretty well, filthy. Coulter. <laughs> announcements dude do you want to start it off um sure man i i don't know quite frankly i don't know what has happened this week it's <laughs> felt like 
it's felt like a complete blast, right? <laughs> it feels like I just went through a time portal. Um, unlike last <clears throat> week, uh, you know, we were saying it kind of felt like a long time since we were doing the pod. This week, it literally feels like I just opened my eyes and we were doing the pod again. <laughs> because that's how much of a blur, that's how much of a blender I've been in. Wow. Um, I mean... And why you ask, like what, what's the cause of the, of the, of the time warp? I actually don't know. I think we went to your brother's place over the weekend and that obviously started on Friday. And so that was kind of a big deal that like whenever my weekend is ripped from me, whether that's in a good way or a bad way, it just, it, it really shortens up my, my my week. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause like, I don't really, you could count on one hand, the hours that I have to myself. Mm-hmm. And so the weekend is, you know, part of those hours. Well, and so when that's slapped, yeah. then I feel it. What were you going to say? Oh, I, I, I agree with you, dude. Cause like you, when you, yeah. especially like going on short trips too, like over the Valley, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, you don't have that time and like from Friday to Sunday, you know, you, you get back and then you're working the next day. It yeah, does. It feels like it's only one day has gone by. Yeah. It's like the whole that's weekend. It, so, yeah. So I've, I've been feeling a little bit that way. I, I had a, an okay, fairly awful stream on Friday. Nice. For those of you who that, you know, that were there, I kept um losing internet connection. So I'm not really sure what that's about. You're the it guy. You didn't help me, well, right? Did because you call me? You don't, of course, you I have didn't to call, call IT tech support. Well, hey, hey, that's the first step. I'm not gonna call Ben Broadband. They suck. No, you call they me. Just, they're trash. You call yeah, your daddy. You, well, you're not gonna know what's going on. You didn't. I called you three times today. You didn't answer a single your, call. Your phone sucks. Your I phone get a single, is literally single call <laughs> from because, you. Well, I got two that went straight to voicemail. That's your phone. Well, you right? don't even that's know not, how to call. That's not probably. an issue with me. That's not an issue with me. That's your phone straight to voicemail. And then on the third call, it went all the way through and your dumb little voicemail. Hey, this is Rogan Prescott. Sorry, Wait. I missed your call. <laughs> is trash. I have a voicemail? I don't know. I could be imagining it. Who wow. Knows? Whatever the case is. I got that on the third call, so I'm not really sure what what that is. So, anyways, my my stream kept Disc-gamed. dropping, my game kept kept lagging, and it was overall terrible. I think I actually took a clip of uh, some raging teammates that I had. I had really bad teammates as well. So, there's that. Um, the NFTs are going well. Um, Deadheads, that is the the newest NFT project <laughs> that I am invested in. So. <laughs> For any of you looking to get into some low-level NFTs, look up Deadheads, right? This is not financial advice. I'm losing money hand over fist. But I still am running the Dogecoin shirt. Wow. Very, very proudly, right? I'm Fantastic. wearing it with pride. Um, Yeah, it's great, dude. Apart from that, there I had family over. So last night was another 11 o'clocker. Um, you know, five hours of sleep. That's kind of been the norm. That hits hard. Uh, what about you, dude? How was your week, man? Week was week was pretty good. I mean, the the weekend went by fast for me as well. Went over to my brother's for my nephew's birthday. Played a lot of pickleball and um, did some swimming. That was fun. Didn't get much time on the keys. Okay, so Monday I had my stream. Absolute dog. 
Dude, how did that go? You it never was, really it told me about the, it. It was the worst time I've ever had. Wow. Guess yeah, that. I know. I mean, we have like three messages over two hours, and then I called it. So, you know. Oh, so you were you were just alone again? I was alone again, as always. Well, that's yeah. yeah that's well, I mean, that's that's nothing unusual. I expected right? it. I expected it. Just hit harder this time. Mm-hmm. I really noticed well, it. <laughs> I mean, there comes a point when it's like. You call me up on Friday when you're coming home from work. Hey, Coulter, how's the stream going? And I say, oh, dude, it's going great, right? I have 14 <laughs> continuous viewers. We both have like two viewers <laughs> hey, combined. Hey. <laughs> and then you come in on Monday and I'm like, hey, Rogan, I don't even ask anymore because I know it was bad. <laughs> I know it was bad and I don't want to bring it up. So... That's unfortunate. Dude, it's all about time. Dude. No quality. Quality doesn't matter. Well, that's the thing, right? Whether I'm playing Warzone like a rat or I'm playing the game that the people are here to see, it doesn't matter. I just I just put hours in, dude. <laughs> still have me and Eric watching with your two viewers. Exactly. You know, there'll still be... Look at Dirty Deeks, dude. He's just in the chat. He's just chatting it up, dude. He watched your entire stream after Monday. Wow. So... Yeah, take, I don't know how you got that. through that, Dirty Deeks, but thank you. Rogan's such a trash streamer, dude. It's insane. Well, do you have people you watching your entire you streams, huh? Well, yeah, I you got rat? I got tw- I got twelve people watching for nine hours, right? Okay, so <laughs> I mean, I, I look at the analytics about. and I'm not seeing that. <laughs> well, the analytics lie, obviously, right? Because we've been given subs, but we can't seem to find that money, can we? It somehow <laughs> vanished. <laughs> Guys, Rogan is literally scamming me in real time. I don't know what the deal is there, but I'm getting scammed. Which is weird. It's your oh yeah, I've heard that before. Sorry, it's your it's your announcement section. Keep going. Yeah, so Monday stream was dog. I had to um I got a new SSD. It's just quicker. Um two more terabytes because I was running out of space. Now I have four mm. terabytes, so I had to reinstall Windows. Since this one's faster, I wanted a, um, Windows on my SSD. So I pretty much had to like reinstall OBS, you know, all the programs, Valorant, get it all set up. That's so, big. Um, it that took a lot of time and um, work. So that was um kind of like my free time. Yeah, and um, Valorant, um, Plat two right now. I did rank oh, up nice. to Plat two. I'm like right in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. dude, the th- it's just like, yeah, the dice roll. Let me that we always talk about. It's just, it's just the usual, isn't it? No, no, <laughs> dude. I've had actually great changed. games recently. Great games. It was just well, like what you've Monday. The Monday stream, like, you know, guys, like for two weeks in a row, I'm having amazing games. Great time on Valorant, and then like this last time, I played two games, three games, and it's just not fun because of like bad teammates. We're getting absolutely pounded. I mean, we're talking like zero thirteen. Like who who enjoys those games, you know? Right. And like, yeah, like I may have been playing bad or whatever, but it's like our whole team sucked. And then it's like you have like the person who who's like cued in with the other person. They're boosted out of their mind, and they still don't know how to move their mouse left and right. That's that's like, me. Yeah. Why am I seeing that in Plat Two, Coulter? Let's be honest. I still see that on a daily basis. Like, like way more than I should on someone who literally 
is lost their entire game. The entire game whiffs all their shots. Yeah, I I definitely hear you, dude. We sound like a broken record right now, but it's just because how many people, like, dude, me and you played a game with both of our girlfriends and just absolutely rammed their whole team. Like, we, we played one match the other night. We both jump on Smurf accounts. We play with the girls and we just slap on kids. Like, they're not going to be, like, if we continue to do that, because that's almost the only time that they play is with us. And so if we continue that trend, like, they're going to be in the same spot. They're going to be in gold one, and they should be in silver two or silver one or bronze three. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And that's just, and so that's just everywhere, dude, forever. Yeah. Um, dude, in the chat, the, the, the fans want to see you play Omen, dude. I play Omen. I do play Omen on my streams. It's like, I mean, I would say it's like 25% Omen, 75% raise. You need to cut that raise out, dude. Uh, I, I, dude, I'll, I'll play the raise if like someone like is like playing smokes right away. And then I, I I'm normally fill like I, I play Omen usually on breeze almost every time. Like, and then, like, Icebox, I'll play Omen. It's just certain maps. Like, on Bind, I'm going to insta-lock Raze. Just because I love Raze on Bind. It really does come down to the maps. And well, just, like, the team. <clears throat> you're transitioning to a more diverse player, right? That's what, well, that, that's yeah, what we're yeah. seeing. Um, another announcement. So, since I did that upgrade, I'm actually able to run the stream a lot better. So, the podcast oh, really? stream, it's, it's running at, you know, 1080p. Just a higher bit rate. So, they're catching us live. You know, at a quicker, <laughs> less latency <laughs> time. They're, they're not catching us five minutes yeah. not live. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And and we're nice. not dropping all the time. So well, <clears throat> it's funny because I was I was on a Discord call with a friend that was watching my stream and he was literally like forty five seconds behind. Like it was like wild. Well, cause like, I mean your stream sucks. Well, well my stream what, is what trash. You right? stream on is like dog. Like well, you need to I fix know. that. Well, it's unfortunate that I don't have a friend that works in IT, right? That can maybe come over and fix it. Hey, I, right? I it's offer unfortunate. so much. Shut it's up, unfortunate that I don't have a friend, right? That You're knows so, how to do it. Dude, you make me sick. <laughs> you <laughs> sick of me. <laughs> All right, guys, this uh, is long enough for the announcement section. We need to I know, you totally just dragged that on. Community, Community feedback. feedback. Shut, dude, what do we cut it out? Hey, I run this. I run Get this a stash podcast. like me, and then you can talk to me like that, okay? Well, hey, I'll see you next week, and it'll be double your stash. <laughs> <laughs> and it, there will not be any mascara in there. Well, jeez, that is very true. I'm going to be honest. Um, right. Rogan, <laughs> while I'm looking at our, uh, at our uh, Apple reviews to check if we have any how far away do we live from each other that's a that's a question in the chat let's get personal here <laughs> just while, while i'm doing this two blocks <laughs> two blocks away <laughs> so it's um, it's honestly too close right it it's is a distance that is too close i mean i could if i screamed at my house colter could probably hear me yeah well, especially sure. like a battle cry. That's how yeah, it, that's how it came, well, to, Coulter, came to be. Coulter gives the neighborhood some battle cries. They've been asking, you yeah. know, the who, yeah, yeah. just and everybody <laughs> goes outside, just listens to it and comes back inside. Just panic. Okay. <laughs> You're going to regret that later. Hey, 15 <laughs> ratings. Um, let's see. We already have that. We, All right. Instagram. Messages. No, we don't. No, we don't. Guys, oh boy. I'm sorry. Coulter is so Here we lost go. right now. Here we go. I am lost, but we did get a review oh, on we got, we, we got Apple. One. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know we got one. Who's lost now? You dirty <laughs> hey, go, dude. Go get with the Are tour. you gonna say the review or not? Fissage <laughs> comes through with a clutch. <laughs> with a clutch <laughs> Apple review, dude. Amazing chemistry is the title of this review. So already starting off uh, you know, on a good foot. It's a five star, of course, right? We don't li- we don't read anything else on the pod other than five stars. <laughs> So this podcast is good, but what makes it the best is the two co-hosts. Now, Fassage, we need to clear something up. There's only one co-host, right? You have a co- you have a host and a co-host. You don't have two co-hosts. Okay, so I'm obviously the host, and Rogan is the co-host. Would you would you say that's correct, Rogan? Yes. You're you're lost, dude. You're you're lost. I can see you. No, I can I, see I you on video. Yes. You're looking I'm, at your yoink. I'm looking. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's kind of nice. They both enjoy each other's company and love talking about Valorant. True. That is very true. Um, we don't enjoy each other's company though. That's that is fake news. Even though they laugh at my name a while back, it still deserves a five star. Well, Fasage, your name is growing on me. It's original, which I like. Um, my name is Fihong, aka Fissage. See now that I love. Rogan, why are you laughing? I'm not laughing, dude. Yes, you are, I'm dude. Not. Why are you making fun of right. his name I don't again? Don't know if you said it right. It doesn't matter, dude. <laughs> I write. I'm not bilingual. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm trying my best, and you're laughing again after being. After uh, binging all the episodes, I just love hearing these two talk all about the game and breadcrumbs. That's right. So, Fissage, your name is is much better than I thought. I didn't know that was a play on words from your real name. So, that's that's a really yeah, good. Yeah, huge points for that. That's massive. And it's just unique, right? Dude, I forgot to, to talk about me, uh, my possible name change. We should probably... Uh, take a step back. We should probably take a step back. Do you have... Do you have any well, Instagram let's, let's finish, messages? Let's finish community feedback here. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a meaty section, so. Dirty Deeks had another episode, uh, another message. I think we're going to cover that later on in the episode because it's a question about Ascent. Um, mm. But Jack Gempler, a new peasant here. Yo, listen to a couple of episodes on a Potify. He spelled Spotify wrong. Get that right, all right? You know, he has an <laughs> A there, a Potify. Not sure what that means, son. All right, I was wondering if you guys... Ha- plan on making a viper video soon um dude i think eventually we'll get through all the agents we've kind of stopped with the agents or you know with the momentum we've had with the agents because coulter and i we only we only know a few agents and we don't really want to cover somebody who we don't know so well and i think i almost want to save like the rest of the agents until we are able to like interview some pro players who only play viper you know for the past two years like we'll bring in a main <laughs> we'll bring yeah, in and i think viper i think Coulter and i we, we do need to work on that and eventually we'll get that i think that i think you guys would enjoy that a lot more than us just you know talking about their abilities acting like we know what we talk we're talking about when we don't and i mean right. we we all know the jackal the dirty rat he does play viper but we we don't think we can bring him on for that we want he he's been on here too much for um yep. agents. Very true. 
So and, and he just he's terrible at the game. Yeah, so it's like yeah, I don't know sucks. what we're doing. I don't know what we're right? doing. We just made mistakes in the past and we're gonna clean ourselves up. Yeah. Very um true. guys, Astro. <clears throat> excuse me, there's something in my dude. That's the thing. Dairy kind of gets in my throat, dude. <clears throat> it like causes phlegm. Do you get that with dairy? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that's about. Not as much as you. You get it a lot. Do you notice it though? Like I'm constantly clearing my throat. Oh yeah. Yep. When I have coffee. Because <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds sucks. like trash. <laughs> oh, it, it's it's dog. <laughs> <laughs> You've ruined every episode so far. <laughs> Dude, I, I've been avoiding it for the last nine months. <laughs> I've been avoiding bringing it up, dude. And and I'm coming out of the closet here and I got to stop it with the cream, dude. I might have to go just straight black coffee because that clogs me up. Okay. Um, guys, Astro is turning out to be too common of a name, right? The amount of messages that I get in, in the Discord, either privately or in the general chat, saying, hey, Astro, is this you? It's like, do I, pl- do I play on the East Coast servers, Craxel? Is that it? I, what's going on? What, who do you think I am? Do, do I just want 100 ping for the challenge? Is that what you think? Dude, I, there's too many Astros, right? So now what is going to end up happening is either I need to make it like FSG Astro, or I need to go for a complete change, right? So you'll see in the Discord, my name on there is C Doggy, which is a name that gets thrown around in, in you know my day to day life from Rogan and others. Um, and I'm currently just testing the waters, right? Um, we will see, but for now, I'm still Astro. Just send me some feedback, right? I d- I just want to be more original. <clears throat> Like yeah. Crixus? What kind of a name is that? It's well, like it are we playing are we playing God of War? <laughs> is that what we're playing? I don't know. That's it, dude. Um Are we going into topic suggestions here? Yeah. Hey, wanna become famous? Buy followers, <laughs> primes and viewers? Somebody take this guy out of here, dude. <laughs> Somebody take it out. Do we have any moderators in the chat? Um, all right, dude, what are we jumping into first? It looks like Lingo had some questions from a long time ago that we just did not give a rip about addressing. That was uh, sick. Oh, man, that was the first of last month. So we're <laughs> over a month behind on this boy, dude. With Lingo, we don't give a rip, right? So here we go. Um, Rogan, why don't you take the first one here? Um, yeah. This is from Lingo. The unimportance of frags. Parentheses versus playing your role, locking down a site, supporting your entries, not flanking, not lurking, anchoring, etc. This is a pretty meaty one, so I might need help on this, Coulter. But um, the unimportance of frags, pretty much, I, I think a, a lingo that we've been um, hearing lately is is impact frags. Is like, are your kills meaning something? Are your kills a first blood and you're getting away? Are you getting a first kill and then not getting traded back and you're you're playing more safer? You're able to um, get those kills and and help your team out instead of just sacrificing yourself and throwing yourself to the dirt. You know, to the dirt. Um, 
I would say it, it is very unimportant or it's more like people think it's more important than it is. Cause if, if someone is, someone can't be fragging out, you know, they get 40 kills in a game and they're obviously going to help a lot. If you do have a duelist and they're only playing for kills and they're just not able to get them, they're not able to get, you know, a first kill or they're always getting a kill and then they're always getting traded out. That's probably not going to be as impactful, impactful as them playing on site, getting a first pick and then playing back or whatever. So I'm kind of lost right now because I don't really know how to go about this because it's a very broad question. But I'll just cover um, the first like three examples that he has. So like playing your role. Are you playing a duelist? Are you playing a sentinel or whatever? Um, if you're playing a sentinel, like your frags should probably be off of your utility or you should be using your utility before just going for frags, getting a kill. Um, and then that utility, if you're alive, it's going to be helping out other people. Like you have a turret that's holding flank and, you know, your killjoy, you die right away and that turret's not going to be doing anything for your team. So like your utility that you place down is useless that entire round because you died right away. So playing your role, it's super important in like where you you're you might have to push out. If you're a sentinel, you might have to peek first since we don't have any duelists or whatever. But you're gonna be better off if you use your utility to help your team, because that's kind of the role that sentinels have. Or if you're sky flashing for your team, if you're breach flashing for your team, um, and kind of using your utility to help out your team instead of just dying right away, I would say that's going to be way more beneficial. So just finding out what's going to help your team the most is really big in playing your role. Locking down a site, that's kind of the same thing. Like if you if you peek, if you're peeking an angle that you don't have to, um, probably get out of there. Um, only like like try to peek good angles. If you're if you're getting picked off every round, don't keep on peeking it. Just lock it down with your utility. You don't have to um, you don't have to get that first shot off if you're always dying from that angle or whatever. Um, so make sure that you are, you know, you're using your utility to to prevent that first initial push. Um, and then supporting your entries. So this is, you know, like flashing for a duelist or whatever, helping your duelist get on the site, helping your duelist get more room. Um with Raze, I, I sometimes play her more of like a, as a support duelist role because she has utility to, like her boom bot. I'll always place it. I have a, I have some lineups that um, the boom bot will hit all of Hookah on bind, and then they know that that tight left corner is clear, so someone can't be holding that with a shotgun. So then that duelist, the duelist who's going in right, you know, right after that boom bot, they're able to just peek right and they know no one's left side. Um, the biggest, like supporting your entries, like going off of a Sova drone or a boom bot, if you lay it down and then you walk off of the drone or whatever, and the, the defenders, they shoot the drone, they shoot the boom bot, they're distracted by that utility and they're du the, your duelist, they can peek and get those kills and just using them to distract them. So I would say using this as much as you can, if you don't, if you can clear an angle without showing yourself, it's way better because you're putting yourself in a situation where they can get a lucky headshot on me. They can kill me instantly with a judge when I don't have to. Um, and also, if if you know there's a judge there, if you know they're going to be playing short angles, 
don't keep on pushing it. Play back. Use your util to help your team, you know, clear and get that map control. Cole, do you want to take it over from here? Um, yeah, dude. I, you had really good thoughts. Um, the importance of frags versus everything else. This is a hard one, kind of. I, I can see, like, everything you said, I second. <laughs> um, it's also situational, too. Like, if you are playing, like... Like Rogan said, I, it feels like it's uh, more obvious with certain agents like like Sage or Killjoy or Cypher. You know, I mean, I feel like myself included, I feel that I don't put enough value on the power of utilities, of your abilities. Like, um, if you're just, like Rogan said, running in as a duelist, as Reyna, etc., just hard peeking corners and getting killed before you use any of your util. Like that's so detrimental to that round. Um, especially with how much more everything costs. Like, um, I don't know, like Rogan was saying, Killjoy is such a good example because her kit takes a lot of money. And so if you're, you know, allocating a bunch of funds into your turret and your, your bot and everything else, then I mean, if you're placing those down right away and then you're acting the duelist and just pushing in first and getting smacked, or, you know, like Rogan said, even if you get a kill and then you're traded by one of their, by, you know, one of the enemies, like even if you're getting that one kill, it's just, it's nowhere near the value that you would have gotten by having your flanks covered, having the turret up, etc. So I think, um, I think the, Overall answer here is like playing your role, locking down the site, supporting your your allies um, is going to be your best option. I also think that there is an argument to be uh, talked about. If you are like obviously the best player, there's been times that Rogan plays Sage and he's just really feeling himself and he's like getting every shot. I mean, I don't think that you would be stupid to play more aggressively in that situation. Like, if you are just really hitting shots and you know you're better than them, like Rogan has played Sage in a very aggressive way because he's more valuable taking those duels and landing those shots than he would be in the back giving me or someone else 70 HP. So I think that you know, that's kind of a, a hard one and you're going to have to play some of that by, you know, game per game. Yeah. Um, but I think obviously, you know, playing your role, it's just the way the game is meant to be played and Riot has done a pretty good job at making that the best option. So, like, if you're a Sentinel, you're probably going to want to lock the site down just because that's how that agent is designed to be and that's where you're going to get the most value out of that agent. Very true. And game to game is huge. Not every game is going to be the same and try not to play every game the same. You want to, yeah. you know, like the first couple rounds, it's going to be a lot of gathering info. Okay, Cypher is always playing B site. We probably shouldn't, you know, push in with Jet on B every round because he's she's going to die with his trips. Um, yeah. and, and gathering this info, like the first like early rounds, you're able to to know a lot more and then use that to push on site. And knowing what smokes like work, because people always play different angles every game. They, I've never, 
it's rare when you see the same game over and over on the same map and the exact same angles. Some people, they play off angles and knowing that it'll help you a lot more to use your utility to um, counter that. Yeah. That's a really good thought, Coulter. Um, So these other examples that he uh, lingo gave was like, you know, um, the importance of supporting your allies and not flanking, not lurking, um, anchoring the site, etc. Um, this is tough, and and this definitely more than ever um, becomes a per game. Uh, I, I mean, it's just this is a tough one because you just have to know what the enemy is doing. If the enemy is not covering their flanks whatsoever, then flanking is probably one of the best options that you could do. Like, um, you know, Rogan and I playing with the girls. I knew that they weren't covering their flanks. I could get dirty flanks on them round after round. They would never expect it. They would never cover it. And that often led to two or three kills, which does help the round, right? So I think that as far as flanking and lurking um, and whether or not you should anchor a site, that's going to depend a lot on what your enemy is doing. Not so much. I mean, and guys, again, like if you are just flanking in hopes to get that triple kill, Meanwhile, your team really needs you in this five-man push that you previously planned out. Like, if you're like, guys, we're all five going B, and then you have one, you have your jet going A, just hoping to get a dirty flank on them and get two to three kills. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I think you just need to really have the communication straight on flanking and lurking. That's just my opinion on that. Yeah, I, I agree with you as well. And and don't flank every round because like I'll I'll sometimes, you know, those first couple rounds, like Holter was saying, you kind of see if they are holding their flanks. Cause if they are holding their flanks, it's gonna be a it's gonna be hard to, you know, get those three kills or whatever. Even if you get one kill on a flank, that's huge. So like even if you get that kill, they know that you're flank already. So it's gonna be hard. You're gonna be like a one V two in that situation. So running back from where you came from and then just playing defensively. That's really big to do because then you can, you know, you have that 5v4 situation where you can just play slow and you're you're probably going to get the round at that point. Um, yeah. And like I'll, I'll sometimes flank, you know, like five rounds in and then the next time I'll flank, it'll be, you know, three rounds after that. It's going to be like periodically and trying to catch them off guard because in reality, like in my rank or whatever, if, you, if I flank and I get two kills or whatever, they're probably going to be holding flanks for the rest of the game. Or at least like the next two rounds. They're going to be like, okay, we need to watch our flanks. Um, and then well, you can try it again, see if they do that. Rogan, I feel like you hit the best point. And, and it's, I'm glad you said it because I was going to say that as well. If you flank once, you know, and maybe you get two kills, maybe you don't get a kill at all, they have to respect it from there on out so yeah i would say that flanking you know i'm not like i don't know the rounds but flanking somewhat earlier yeah. is is very valuable because you know that might turn their five-man push into a four-man push and someone hold the flank well you might not be flanking right so you're kind of suppressing one of their players or, you know, some utility or whatever. Like if you just never flank and they're never worried about it, you're leaving a lot on the table. You are. Yep. That's, a, that's such a good point. Cause there's sometimes no one ever flanks and their, yeah. their entire team, they have half the whole entire map. 
to work with. <laughs> yeah. They they yeah. haven't lost anything on focusing just on C, seeing if they can get a pick there. They can go back yeah. A and they don't have to be worried at all. So and like if if you do flank early round, you're pretty much you could stall a Killjoy turret. Killjoy is gonna put her turret on one site on flank, and then she won't be able to use that turret on post plant or whatever. Yeah. And, and you're you you're letting you're making them sacrifice some of their util to um hold that flank, and that's it is gonna help a ton. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think lower elo players they do flank a lot more than they should sometimes, or they don't flank at all. So finding that sweet spot in, and maybe even try for a flank, but if they're holding it, back off. Don't peek again. Just just go for info. Seeing yeah. how much map control can you get safely, and then if not, you know, back off or push forward. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a quick quick flank or a you know a super slow flank. Yeah, you don't have to 1 million percent commit. I think yeah. that that's a really uh, good point. It's like, if you're getting the feeling like, you know, it's a bad idea, dude, just get out of there. Say, hey, guys, sorry, I'm going to be like 30 seconds late. I'm totally backing out of this flank and I'm looping around. I'm going to rejoin you guys the long way. That's better than being like, oh, shoot, there's a turret here and I know the Killjoy's watching. Yeah. I'm going to push this anyway. Like, you know, I mean, just... You're going to have to read that for yourself, but don't be afraid to get out of the flank, even if you feel like you're already too committed. Yeah, I, and, and that's the thing. Like, I I know a good example on Haven. I am I usually defend A site, and I'll, I'll push up A long. I'm walking up, and I'm just going to see if they do push right away. If they push right away, I'm going to back off. But if they don't, I'll keep on walking up. If I see a Killjoy turret there, I'll destroy the turret and then back off and rotate. Because then Killjoy's like, okay, someone could be flank. Hey, you stay here us four people are going to push site and you're, you're still, you know, you're making that from a five man push to a four man push. And you're also, you know, making it so, okay, someone's could be flank for the enemy team. And that does a lot in there. It messes with their head. Yeah. It's huge, man. That's really good advice. <clears throat> um, and then anchoring. Do you want to go there? I mean, that's again, dude, it, it falls into the same category. If the, if the other team never fakes a site, like if you're in round nine and they have not once, they've just gone A or B super hard consistently. Like you're just going to have to make that like a yeah. judgment call in the match because um, I mean, if they're faking sites, then obviously anchoring is a great idea. But if they're not and they never have, you just have to go based on the information that you have already. Anchoring for I, I those think- who don't know, that's just like when... When you see three people, they, the enemy is pushing A, and then everybody says rotate, rotate, but it's not like a full push. They maybe just be like playing default. Then you can just tell like, hey, you anchor. So they're, like one person's going to stay on that site, and then you put one person on, that, on the site that's getting pushed right now. And then you'll have one person anchoring, which can watch if anyone is trying to sneak on site with a bomb. Yeah. Just to clarify, I didn't know. I mean, I'm sure every most people know it, but no, that's like like and so the communication is what's key here. Like when Rogan and I play together, the the chatter that's going on between us is okay, they've put smokes on B and then we're going back and forth. Okay, are they in? No, not yet. Um, and then on your mini map, you have to use your mini map here because it's kind of helpful. Like if you see a Reina blind come onto the mini map and you see yeah. a sova dart come on to the mini map and you're all you're seeing all these abilities up on a and you're on b 
it, it's probably safe to assume that like if they're spending, you know, two smokes, a Sova dart, two reign of blinds, like they're going to, they're spending so much to take that site that they're probably going to go there. Um, of course there's going to be anomalies and that's not always, you know, verbatim true, but, um, just ask your team if they're committing onto that site. Like Rogan and I communicate that way all the time. Are they committed? Are they committed? Yeah. Are they committed? That's and then it's like, yeah, 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 they're in, they're in, they're in, they're out, they're out. Like you have to communicate like that or else that person that's kind of anchoring on B at the time, they're not going to know if they should go or not. Right. And so you just have to be in the mic. I feel like when it comes to anchoring or not. Yeah. And the second that they say they're committed, you know, you both can rotate right away. You know, you know, three yeah. people are on site, one, like two people are on site. Everybody rotates. If not, then you can yeah. say, I'm going to anchor here. And anchoring is huge because then you can prevent your flanks. You can prevent anyone trying to sneak on site and you'll probably catch them off guard. And it's just such a good, in, such good information because you can get really screwed over if everybody rotates and then they have two people walking on the other site. They get plant down already. <laughs> They're playing post plant. The other, yeah. the other side, everybody's rotating, playing post plant, and then it's a five, five v five retake, which I mean that's pretty hard to do when when they have the control because you know when you're defending a site, you you have the control, you have the advantage because all you need to do is just play time. You know, you're just waiting yep. for them to push push onto you. And if, you know, yep. if they turn those tables, it's going to be a lot harder. So, yep. Yeah. And, and dude, it goes game to game. It, it's a lot of like just reading on what's happening, um, what's going on in the round and and knowing what works best. Um, and just in using the information that you have, because, you know, Coulter yeah. said communication is everything in Valorant. It's huge. Just knowing if they commit yep. or not. It's it's massive. And well, guys, people... One last note on this, people have habits, especially in round-based games like Valorant, unless they're really tuned in, people fall into patterns. Like, and so, you know, you have to be observing of that. And like, how many games have you guys played where, you know, like you always know that the Reyna is going to be lurking on A? Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um... That's super common in in gold, silver. I've seen it. Like players often, you know, the, the sage will always put a wall here. And so like you have to use that info in, in what we're saying on, on the moves that you should be making in the round. So just try and be really observant. Say, hey, I know that this Reina is always B long. She's been B long for the last seven rounds. Yeah. So you can kind of somewhat safely assume that she might do that again. Like you just have to use that info to your advantage. Very true. Um, you want to hit the next one here, brother? Yeah, from Lingo again, your personal agent pool um, for for when you're playing well versus um, for when you're playing poorly. And I'll just start with mine. When I'm usually playing well, I'll I'll enjoy I'll enjoy playing duelists more. I enjoy trying to get those initial picks. If I feel like my aim is really good, um, I'll I'll go raise. I'll try to get kills, frag out. And, and that's what's fun for me. If I do feel like I'm a little off on my aim, and maybe if it's my first game of the day, I'll probably play Omen. And that's just because Omen is more of a passive agent, and he he's also can be aggressive in ways. Um, his blind is super, super good for just supporting. And, and I've countless times 
have just blinded for my team, blinding three people, and he swings, he gets all three kills right there. And yeah. and it's doing so much to help uh, my team. So that that's kind of cool about it. And Omen, he's he has his blind, he has his smokes, he's a smoker agent, which is huge. No having control of your own smokes. So I'm able to um, you know, make make a long angle, a close angle, so I don't have to rely on, you know, that precise aim, the the gunplay as much. And I can kind of try to, you know, out outsmart people and, and um, you know, try to get them killed from the back or whatever. And I, I think that's why so so I'll usually look at it if like I feel like I'm being aggressive because if you um play a duelist and you didn't really feel like you were playing aggressive or you didn't really want to you were kind of staying in the back of the team because you didn't really want to die that's probably a good sign that you should switch it up next game and maybe play more of a support role play a different agent that you don't really have to do that because if you are playing a duelist and there's only one other duelist you're reina you're not using your blinds and you're not pushing out you're not providing your team with much and just like, you know, Reina is such a good agent to get room and to push out. And that's that's where you want to use her. But if you aren't doing that, it's probably not going to be a good agent for you. I would I would try to just having a couple agents that you're good with that have different roles is huge, dude. If you only play Jet, only Jet, that's it. Like, I would honestly switch it up. Play like at yeah. least somewhat of a support role. And then just so you have that option... If you aren't feeling it, play that agent. And then if you are feeling it, you know, go go for your duelist. Coulter, what's your um so it's usually like my my agent pool right now is Raze, Omen, and Sage. Omen and Sage, it kind of varies between on whatever I feel like playing. Um, on just, you know, do I feel like being having smokes or having a wall? And it depends on the map too. So those three agents for yeah. me. Yeah, I feel like for me, um, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling hot, hot and spicy, I'm going to go Reyna right now. It, it it's bounces between, I mean, you guys have seen the the path. Uh, you know, Reyna, Jet, Yoru, a duelist. I'll usually play a duelist if I'm really feeling it. If I'm not, I'll still play Reyna and I still get smacked. No, but in you play seriousness... I play Killjoy. Yeah. If if I'm if I'm off, I play Killjoy. My reason for this is um I feel like Killjoy, man, this is kind of a this is a hot take. I'm just thinking of it now, dude. This is off the top of the dome. I think Killjoy is maybe one of maybe not the easiest, but one of the easiest players, characters, agents to understand and use in a somewhat effective way. Like I know that she has certain setups that work better than others, but for the most part, your role is fairly obvious on like what you should be doing. And maybe, maybe this is just easy for me and, and not others. So I, I mean, that's just, that's a hot take for me. I just feel like, um, like Cypher, like, you know, another Sentinel role, I can't use his camera super effectively. Yeah. I don't know why. I you know, it's just me. But I feel like the turret, the alarm bot, and the mollies, it's just like it's super obvious uh, like what her kit is and how it should be used. Um and and obviously every player is going to have their their own style with how they use Killjoy, but 
I think for me, it's like I can pick Killjoy. I know I can bring some value in in anchoring a site or holding off a push. If they're all coming in through Hookah, I can have my turret there. My alarm bot can be outside of Hookah. I can have my mollies. I you know I throw one in Hookah to try and hold them back. Like it's just super obvious um, to me, kind of the value that Killjoy brings. Like Sage, right? It can kind of smack your teammates. If, if you put a slow orb in front of your whole team, or if you put a really badly placed wall that ends up helping the enemy, yeah. I feel like with Killjoy, it's really hard to hurt your teammates, um, you know, unless you're throwing a molly raid on them, but that's very rarely the case. So um, post plant, super simple as well, right? So I think when I'm feeling hesitant to play a duelist, I'll play Killjoy and I'll just try and hold off the site as long as I can if they're attacking that site. That's super, yeah, yeah. Killjoy is actually, now, like, thinking about it now, it is, it, she is, like, a nice agent to play that helps your team out in many ways. Um, And I don't know, I may have mentioned this before on the pod, I kind of forgot, but on Ascent, in the VCT Masters, there's a Killjoy who's playing defense, and she placed her alarm bot mid, like, right against the shield, like, pre-round, and then they did they didn't have a single person watching mid. They literally just left mid and wow. had and had people on different sites. And then if they heard that alarm bot went off, they knew someone was mid, so then they could just, you know, look in that direction. And like yeah. that's pretty huge because you're putting three guys on one site holding one angle. Like that's gonna be huge. And and that alarm bot's helping because you don't really have to peek out mid on ascent. Um, yeah. And having, I mean, that's pretty, um, pretty bit, pretty insane for like one. Ability. Yeah. I mean, I just think that she can just bring a ton of value for like no risk. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're just getting tapped, I mean, just literally put your turret on a flank and that's probably going to be more helpful than you just peeking out and dying. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of where I, I fall when, when I'm playing poorly. Yeah. A good question. Lingo. Yeah, super good question. Cool, do you want to cover um, it? Reading enemy's play style, is it worth anchoring sight if the enemy doesn't tend to fake a push? Um, so I won't spend any time. We kind of covered this. Yeah. Um, I mean, just you have to read the the enemy's play style. Is it worth anchoring a sight if the enemy doesn't tend to fake? I, I would say no. I mean, if they're just... I mean, you have to, you have to, have to go with the information that you've been given. Yeah. That's the only way that you can play. Like you, like you can't just like, if they've never faked it and it's the, the 11th round, it's five, six, and they've never, ever done a fake and you've been anchoring all game, then like probably just rotate quickly. Uh, that's going to be my take on that. And as soon as they do fake a push, well, then you're going to have to switch up your play style. Say, hey, guys, my bad. They haven't been doing that. Yeah. I'm going to anchor from here on out. And then at least, you know, there's some basis that you're working off of rather than I'm just worried that they're fake, flank, you're faking it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, I, we, I do not have an anchor every round. Like, it's only, it's only when, we, when I think that there's, there's, it could be a fake. But when I know that it's it's probably going to be on a site, just everybody rotate as fast as you can. You want numbers, and then worst comes to worst, you're playing retake, and it's not like yeah. a it's not 
you know, automatic loss, you have a chance still. Um, going with the information you're given, if you know all five guys are B-long on bind, and they're just, like, throwing little taps at you, I mean, like, there's a chance that they're probably going to teleport. And maybe, like, throwing one anchor, that's probably a good idea, because then they can push showers, watch teleporter, all five teleport, that guy's getting two kills. Because they aren't expecting yeah. it. And, like, those little situations, I brought up that one example, but there's tons of them. You know, if, yeah. if you see a Yuru footstep, it's probably going to be a fake. Um, it could, may not have one anchor or whatever. It just depends right. on the round. Um, it's not every round. You, you It's going to be a 4v5. You know, that's going to be kind of hard. You know, you want that extra man if he's not doing anything anchoring. Yep, yep, yep. And so... I think where I conclude my thoughts on this is I would rather play a full retake than sitting on A and having my whole team getting destroyed on B and not rotating. Yeah. Like that that is the worst case scenario is they fully push your team on B and you just sit on A waiting for the rotate from the enemy. I mean, if it never happens, then you're playing, you know, a 1v5 retake, which is not what you want or, you know, whatever the case is. So, yeah, uh, that's where my thoughts go on that. Yeah, um, well should we should we move on here, brother? You have anything else to say to, to Lingo? Lingo, great questions, man. Yeah. Thank you. Fantastic questions. Yeah, let's move on. This one's coming from Jackie Suave. Did I say that right? Jackie Suave, doesn't matter. Change it so we can read it, right? What is your fave strats on Breeze? Rogan, talk to us here. <laughs> Breeze is a fairly new, I mean, it's obviously like the newest map. I haven't played it, you know, a ton of times. I have mm-hmm. played it somewhat enough to know some things that I enjoy doing. Um, on Breeze, I would almost say like playing default, and trying to get map control is really fun on attacking. Because the map's so open, people tend to rotate really quick and how big it is. And kind of just playing with that map control is really fun to use. Also, halls. A lot of people don't cover halls. Because it's kind of that weird odd spot, close corridor, corridor, that you can almost walk up and get almost all the way across, and you're pretty much in their spawn by the time they know you're there. Uh, I would say like pretty much like gaining map control is the biggest strategy I use is like how much can I get with it, with it being free because it's so big you're able to you know work your way up slowly push as a you know not B B site's kind of hard to push but A site you're able to clear corners without you know using your util to clear those corners it's really easy to do one sova dart can clear both pyramids on A site and whatnot, and knowing that they're there or not, that's going to do so much. So, like, the info is massive. Using your util, I'll nade some spots, even if I don't see them in a cubby. If it's, like, a spot that, you know, a lot of people do play or I haven't naded it before, mm-hmm. I'll nade it, and sometimes I'll, I'll usually get a kill because they, you know, they have to peek, and then I'll just tap them. And um, finding, like, little spots like that is really big. I know one spot I need is the ace... A site when I'm attacking, it's like that right tight cubby, you know? Yeah. That dude, always that's gets people. So, 
Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a popular one. Yeah, and even um pyramids. One one big strat that I've used recently is um I played Omen on Breeze quite a bit, and pushing a site, I'll smoke the site and on B actually, I'll smoke the the um spike plant, like where I can plant the bomb, hmm. and then I'll TP in the smoke and plant and then my entire team's watching the smoke to see if anyone's going to push it and i get plant oh, yeah. down and then i tp out and we're just playing retake and i can and i'll usually use my omen ult too for that i'll smoke plant the bomb and then i can just play retake bombs already planted so early in the round so everyone is going to be very crunch you know it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crunch time for the other team to get the defuse yeah. and that's actually worked out like 95% of the time. It's kind of weird on how often it works. Like it's obviously you're going to get lucky cuz they're going to be probably spraying through smoke trying to get that kill. Right. But if they don't hit you then and you have bomb down, it's it's going to be huge. And it works yeah. on both sites, but I I've used that quite a bit. Coulter, I I have more strats, but I mean I could go on for a while, so you want to just hit yours? Yeah, I feel like um, what my tendency is, is to always, um, I always like to know what's going on in mid. I think mid is really important on breeze. There's just so, so many, um, avenues that you can go from, from mid, right? Like if you take mid control from them, um, you know, smoke off hallway and doors or whatever, and then you take out the nest player, they're going to have no idea what you're going to do. And you're so close to either site that it's going to be really hard for them to play that guessing game. So I personally like to get mid control and then whatever, you know, site your team ends up hitting, you're going to be instantly um, helping them. Yeah. Whether they go A or B, like you're a help immediately because, you know, the enemy is, they're going to either rotate through mid or they're going to rotate through their spawn. And from mid, I mean, if if you get up into nest, I mean, like Rogan was saying, you're in their spawn. So, like, you know, you're going to be able to do a lot of damage from mid, I feel like. And then you're going to have that presence of mind of knowing, um, you know, that they, they do, they, they're going to have no info if you take mid, right? They're, they're going to only be able to see down that lane on B and then, you know, it, what, what you're doing in the cave on A. So I think. That is is my strategy on Breeze is is I always try and show some presence in mid. Yeah, mid mid is really big. Uh, I, yeah. I would say it's it's massive. And uh, then they'll just hammer you on flanks. Like if if you're letting them just come down mid, um yeah. I mean they're they're gonna be they're in your spawn already and it's gonna be really easy for them to to do damage from from your flank. Yeah, that's really big. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think flanks it always catches me off guard because, I mean, you can't really hear much. It's really hard to go off um, audio. And it's pretty much just yeah. like if you're watching that. And especially if they get like a pick early round, you can't really cover everything. So it's like you're usually letting one guy sneak in. He's going to do a lot yeah. of damage to you guys and you probably won't be able to get that round. And it's just so fast, dude. Like if your team is in A in the cave, yeah, kind of playing retake like you're saying, and they just send a boy down mid because you never have anything there like they're they're looking at your back very quickly yeah being aware of looking at your mini map is huge 
Yeah. Knowing yeah. on what you're covering and then like, cause mid and hall, that whole area, there's a lot of angles that you can be shot from. Yeah. And, um, it sometimes gets, gets very overwhelming. Defending yeah. on a, if they have a Viper, I've almost always seen this. They'll place a wall that blocks off pretty much like the entire site of a on that, you know, the left pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that's super hard to see them push on site. They almost, they're able to get on site super early round and, and that'll get an early plant quick. So trying to stop that initial plant would be, is very beneficial. You can also play close on wall. If Viper is doing that, play close on wall and then throw a flash past it, peek out, get yeah. a kill back off. Um, raise, I'll usually need the pyramid when I hear spike plant. And I have to do it, you know, you have to time it right. But if you get it, it's usually going to be a kill because that pyramid, they're kind of congested in that area. Yeah. Um, wasting your util there will actually, um, it'll, it'll help a lot. It won't be for nothing. Yeah. Cause, cause if they're able to get that out off while that, um, wall is still up, you can't really see anything. I'll also play on stairs where the door is. Yeah. And you can almost see over the wall there and it kind of is like a one way. Not a one way, but it's, it's, you know, you can barely see them and I'm able to get a couple kills there, which is, um, it's a nice spot to look at. Cause that's a way to see over that wall. And if they, if you have a sage, um, boosting, boosting yourself on sage wall helps a lot to get that overhead on, on every, every site, just getting like a different higher angle is helps a lot. But do you have yeah, any other, I any other strats? Um, nothing that really pops right now, dude. I think, I think, uh, like you said, we could probably go on for a while on breeze. Uh, like you, I haven't, I haven't really found myself in a rut. You guys have to, you have to watch the, uh, last thought here is I don't even know the call outs. It's the tube on a, you know, where you can take the secret hatch. That's the hall. That's all. That's a dangerous spot. And I think it's important to know what's going on there. We played a game where we didn't have anyone covering it and I was on A. And I mean, if you're letting players just have total control of Hall, it's super, super dangerous. Yeah. Like they, they just have your they have your flank so fast. And I think, you know, that's kind of the the basis of my thoughts is, you know, map control and and spreading your players out is I feel more important than, uh, you know, having like three people on B and then two people on a, like there's just too much map in between Yeah, between hall and, and mid, you have to have some idea of what's going on there. Yeah. And that's kind of my ending thoughts. And, and if they do take hall, they have site on a, they're pretty much like they have the entire site of a, and they're able and to how get do you, flanks there too. And how do you rotate? So like you're going to be coming through spawn yeah. and like they already are holding that angle. on. They're you. holding that entire area and, and yeah. you're kind of smacked there. So you really have to um, be aware of that. Putting an op on hall helps a lot. I, I sometimes op hall and it shuts yeah. that entire, entire area off. And then if they don't go hall, they're going on a, I just, you know, walk yeah. to the left and I'm right there. Yeah. A. Great. So, even B, you know, you can kind of look even yeah. from your spawn, you can get vision on site. Yeah, I can you can rotate a lot even if you're just watching hall, you're able to, you know, support mid, support A. It helps it's it's actually a nice position to watch. Mm -hmm. I would just be careful on taking a, a lot of fights down hall cuz if someone's getting a, you know, if if they're feeling themselves, they're able to get that tap, 
you know, when they come up that rope and, um, <laughs> I've gone wrecked. I've gone wrecked a lot. There, yeah, yeah. Because you don't know what off. side they're gonna peek on. Yeah, yeah. You got to be careful yeah. there. And and yeah. maybe like throw a. I when I'm omen, I'll throw a smoke down hall, and then it just makes them. They don't really push it when that smoke's there, because they don't know if right. I've pushed up, and it mm-hmm. it sometimes stalls. But. That's valuable. Um, I want you to hit this next question from Dev because well, because your dog. Well, I'm dog and, and you're a nerd, right? So you're going to, this is a nerdy question that you're going to be able to just, just dish out that info on. So I want you to hit this one. Uh, people have noticed a lot of pros were playing on a stretched res 1440 by 1080 in this four by three ratio during VCT a couple weeks ago in Valorant player models and 3d objects do not change when you stretch a screen like they do in CS. But regardless, high-level pros are saying it makes your aim feel smoother and also enhances your crosshair. I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on the pod. Yeah, I mean, stretch res, it, a lot of people from Fortnite play it all the time because it does make like the player models bigger. Um, in Valorant, I, I've noticed it as well. They, they were using stretch res um, in the VCT. And... I've I've just heard that it, like, it feels a lot smoother, and that's probably because it's just less pixels on your screen, and it's something that's easier to it's it's almost probably it's going to be easier to look at. And I would say when there's less pixels, it's less um your mouse sensitivity is actually going to be changed as well. You'll be moving faster. So in that regard, it might feel smoother. Also, um, seeing your crosshair, like I was playing on a 2K monitor a while ago on um, Valorant, and my crosshair was so small that I couldn't really mm. see, like it, it was hard to get like the precise, um, you know, the precision shots. But when you're at a stretch res, that crosshair, it, it's going to f- it's gonna be easier to see, and you're going to be able to see through like, you know, the middle of your crosshair. Um, I haven't tried it out. I think I... I should probably try it out for a little bit and just see how I feel. And then um, I can catch up with you, Dev, and let you know how how it went. But, I mean, I think, like, someone should try it out. You know, if you guys want to try it out, see how it feels. If it feels better, run with it. I don't think it'll matter on your, like, gameplay if it feels smooth and, like, okay, you know, it feels smooth. It's not going to be, you know, detrimental to your performance because people play on 1080p all the time and, and they're fine with it. And and these guys are probably co- coming from CSGO or other games like they've just been used to screen like stretch res. And that's not because they enjoy it more. It's probably just because they're used to it. So it, it's, it's, it's just personal preference. I mean, whatever works the best, go for it, you know. Great. You want to yeah, add your to newbie add. thoughts? <laughs> well, there's nothing to add, right? Because I don't know what we're talking about, R- right? All I do is just click heads, right? Do you? That's know, all do you, I do. You know the basis, right? Well, of course I know the basis. Like so, like you were saying, just more pixels. But th- to me, that that would seem like it wouldn't. It would be less smooth, right? Like there's something about a 2K monitor that would. My thoughts would say more. It would be smoother on a 2K monitor than it would be otherwise. It but just, apparently, it, that it's the reverse. That just looks better. But if you're if you're going small pixels, your game's going to be running at a higher performance because it doesn't have to render as much. It doesn't have to render at right. that higher of a resolution. 
Um, so it, it's going to be like a performance impact as well. So gotcha. in that, I mean, it I could see. be smoother in that way too. But I, I do understand, you know, what you're saying about maybe less pixels because people do this in Call of Duty as well. Like I know this from my past because yeah. I took it somewhat seriously and, and kids were doing this um, back then. They would have two monitors with different resolution depending on what games they would play and they would play COD on a lower res for some reason. I never understood it, right? Because I'm not a nerd. Well, you don't need two but, monitors going stretch res. Well, my friends are dumb, right? My <laughs> friends were dumb, right? We're 12 years old and they they scammed their parents out of two <laughs> monitors. So whatever the case, I remember this being in the conversation. Oh, on I console, never yeah, you'd have to do that. Well, exactly, right? Who's whatever the case is, it doesn't matter. I, I never really understood it. I, I can kind of understand, you know, the conversation around it at this point because I have, you know, a third grade education on, you know, what resolution is. But, um, I mean, it kind of sounds like it would be fun to try. I mean, if, if pros are using it, you know, like you said, either they're just used to it or, you know, it, it is providing some kind of benefit or else they wouldn't do it. So, hey, is 10Z on it? No. We follow well, 10Z. Exactly. That, that's all we need to know, right? We, we just follow. We do what he does. <laughs> um, next question, dude. It didn't make it onto our notes page, but it's oh coming from Zero a Slayer. So this is going to be another question to you. I'm going to go ahead and read it because it's going to be my only input to this question. I'm Bronze 1 and have a two-core Intel i three 1005 G1 CPU with integrated graphics with eight gigabytes of RAM and it's a laptop. Is this good for Valorant? Rogan, <laughs> tell O Slayer, Zero Slayer, uh, what's going on here with his setup, brother? Is, well, is he set to go or, or what, what moves does he need to you're, make? You're going to be struggling quite a bit. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. That's you know, your, your processor, i3, that's not looking great for you. I mean, low-end computer for sure. No graphics card, which any computer without a graphics card, just using integrated graphics is going to, you know, it's going to struggle on any game. Like, you're going to well, notice what's, a fat performance decrease. Educate me on what is the difference between integrated graphics In, and a graphics integrated card. Integrated graphics literally is, is your CP, It's like integrated into your CPU. So you don't need a gra- like an external graphics card at all. And okay. in internal integrated graphics, that's like pretty much just like a bottom line, like just a display on your monitor, Windows 10, you know, for a home computer to to look at your email. Anything mm. that any if you're running your computer with like that's gonna be for gaming at all, that has to render like actual game graphics. You're going to need a graphics card for it. There's some so, really, really good integrated graphics, but that's usually like mm-hmm. in laptops. And that's just well, because that's what, that's what he's got. Yeah, but but you're talking like that's an older laptop. Oh, i3, yeah. you're not running great integrated graphics. Barely, like there's not any great integrated graphics. I'm talking like, I see. you know, maybe graphics to run Adobe Photoshop. I see. So... The graphics themselves are just, they're just integrated into the processor. Yeah. Just that, that chip. I see. That's, 
Okay. And so yeah. one well, without them, you would have to have a graphics card to well, run I mean, Windows look at, or whatever. Look at the size of my graphics card, dude. Well, your and graphics is, card sucks. Well, it's a low-end graphics it's a card, 16, but that's sixty super. Hey, that's pretty good. Don't don't no, tell the one. peasants what I have. Like, whatever the case is, I don't know what I have. It's just that's incredible well, that they're they're trying to put that into the into the processor. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a substantial size difference. Oh there. yeah, yeah. So it, it's in yeah, it's it's savage. So I mean, he's getting how many frames do you think Zero Slayer is pulling off here? I mean, I don't know, dude. You're looking like 30 frames, I would say, on lowest graphics. I don't even know, mm. dude. I don't know at all. Yeah. Every that game matters. That's pretty bad. Zero Slayer. I mean, dude, um, save. Check your check your um check your frame rate. You can get to that in the settings of Valorant and then um screenshot it and slap it in the general. You can also I'm interested to see. send me like a DM and I can help you out. We can go through it. Um, maybe get you, you know, something else. I mean, eight gigs of RAM, he's fine, right? You can you can run it on eight gigs of RAM. Sixteen. I think gigs that's what I have. Preferable. Right? You have sixteen. No. Oh yeah. Trident Z. Yeah. G skill, obviously. Well, okay. So I'm running a GTX 1080, and then my my CPU is 12 cores, 24 threads, so 20 24 um like actual like virtual cores. Mm. So I mean, your i3 that's probably a dual core. It says two core, right? Yeah, Reading that's a that's a two core. So. Well, I don't have the question on my screen, but that's oh, a two I, core. I I'm running twenty four cores. It at says three point have... eight gigahertz, which is um a lot more than yours. She and, says and I, I have, have a struggle. two core Intel i3 one thousand and five G one CPU. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, dude, I'm sorry, man. Let's so, look, talk to me. Come to your king, kings. Mm. Let us know. We'll let you in the doors, help you out, and then kick you out. Right. So, once you set him up with a new computer, he's probably going to go. I mean, it's impressive that he's in bronze one then. Oh, I mean, yeah, very impressive. I mean, dude, I'm, 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 I'm like 30 frames per second is way too much i mean like that's I, like, impressive if you're getting 30 frames it's it's interesting like you know when your your frames drop down to like 90 or something for some reason like in the middle of a stream or sometimes mine does that because my computer sucks but it's like you feel that dude yeah like 90 is a far cry from 200 oh dude if it, i if i hit 100 in like 90 <laughs> frames i'm like what is this yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's this is really dog. interesting. So I mean, imagine just dividing that by three, right? And just running thirty frames. Well, yeah. I mean, dude. Okay, yeah. He has high potential. You're pretty much in a mortal with a good computer. Well, that's what it's looking like. So yeah, that, that's impressive. Definitely. Nice. Dude, if if you guys think you have issues, because I mean, I know a boy who's playing on a MacBook. We're talking an old Mac. Who is that? I can't say his oh. name. He's a trusted, loyal brother. And I'm just so impressed with you how you did that. Well, we all remember the Radiant Knight. Yeah. Yep. He was another one that was running on suboptimal gear. And it's pretty bad. So, guys, like, if you have any questions about your setup, let us know. Because, well, let Rogan know, right? I'm yeah, not gonna let know me what know. To say, I'm, I'm super right? interested in it, honestly. And I would, I would love to help yeah. you guys out. Because that is a huge a thing. Like, I, there are some people who I don't understand how they even like play on them. 
it's it's surprising. And you guys might have gear that you aren't even using the full potential of. So that's me, dude. That's yeah, that me, right? Like, well, it still is. Well, Do I need this processor? Probably not. Right? Maybe, maybe I went overboard on the processor. No, you didn't. You're good. <laughs> the Spectre run and gun is too strong. This is coming from our boy Fassage. What do we think about this, man? This is a big topic. The run and gun. It, it got nerfed and Fassage feeling like it's still an issue. Trevalicious, you know, put in his his word on that, agreeing that the Spectre run and gun is too strong. What's the first thing that kind of jumps out at you here? Well, dude, I mean, the the running gun, it's just like they nerfed it pretty heavily. I feel it in the Spectre. I mean, I cannot do nearly enough on or nearly as much as I could. Yeah. And dude, OK, so close angles like in, in a there's a certain range where no matter what, if you're sprinting, if you're crouching, if you're shift walking, your, your shots are going to be landing because you're just that close, you know? Yeah, and like, it's hard to and, miss. In the end, like, you cannot get rid of running and gunning at that point. It's always going to be there, which is fine. Like, you just have to get used to it at that point. If you're getting run and gun across the map, okay, that makes sense. But, like, close up, dude, that's just, that's the way the game is. And they can't really nerf it enough. If they nerf it more, it's just going to be ruined. Like, you won't even be able to use a gun. Yeah. And, and obviously, like, that close, it is so strong because it's probably, like, equivalent to a Phantom because you're right at their head and you're just spraying and, you know, absolutely yeah. trashing on them. Yeah. It doesn't happen. I mean, I haven't really noticed it a ton. But for you, you might just be getting unlucky. I mean, I don't know. I, I want to hear everyone else's thoughts, too. If you guys, if the majority of people think it is too strong, then I would, I mean, I'm kind of curious on what people think. Yeah. Because I mean, we obviously have two boys who think so. Yeah, I think... Um, I mean, my thoughts on this, I think that, uh, you know, I think it's always going to feel bad when you get killed by someone that's running gunning just because it's not... Um, it's not like the nature of the game, if that makes yeah. sense, right? It's not what you are expecting. Is That's not what you expect. Right. It's like, um, like they said, they're trying to make the movement more precise. So the players with good movement, good counter strafing, et cetera, are going to get rewarded, right. In, in winning duels. So when someone sprints around a corner and you miss a couple shots and they're just size strafing and, you know, get the kill on you lucky or not, it's, it's always going to feel bad. And I think like Rogan is saying, um, I mean, how do you really abolish this? I mean, it's just, it's not going to happen. It's just going to be the nature of the game. It doesn't feel good because of, of how we usually play the game, right? You're expecting everyone to stop, take precise shots. So when that doesn't happen, it just, it feels worse than it actually is. Like how many times is this happening? Right? Because, uh, for myself, it's, it's not often. Yeah. Dirty Deeks coming from his coming from the mouth. As gamers, we will continue to complain about anything that gets us killed. We just got to get better. Yeah, dude, and just play differently. Like, I think if if someone if I this happened in my stream actually, I got tapped while someone was running and gunning, and it's like okay, that sucks. Like this this needs to be nerfed or whatever. 
But it's like, dude, like how often is that happening? You know, yeah. it happens once in a half and you get mad about it. Yeah. You know, at that point, you just got to get used to it like that. That's, you're always going to have that luck and that chance that that shots is gonna, shot is going to land. Mm-hmm. And it's going to suck. You know, it, it sucks dying that way. Right. You just have to power through. Yeah. Yeah. In other I mean, situations, it's, you know, it's not. It, it, there obviously are game mechanics that aren't that great, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think the bottom line, kind of like you were saying, is is just like there is always going to be an element of luck in any single FPS that you play. And, and that just never feels good. But it's just, it is, you know, I mean, that is a, a first-person shooter. It, it's in every single game, right? Yep, so, every single game. Like, like to me, if we're going to start complaining about running and gunning with the Spectre, then let's take a, a bigger look at the Judge. Yeah. Like if we if we want to start getting nasty on lack of skill, et cetera, then you know, I feel like I would way rather have the running and gunning on the Spectre. I would literally rather the Spectre running gun be twice as good rather than having the judge in the game. Just because, <laughs> like, you know, the judge is what makes me angry and, and running and gunning obviously makes some people tilted. So yeah. It's just like, you know, these are things that we need to play around and uh Kind of like Dirty Deeks is saying, and you're saying, like, I mean, if you know they're saving, you know, I mean, try and play longer angles. That's that's all you can do. Yep. So, um, I think that is it, dude, for the for the questions. Do you have anything else to add here? No, man. I think that's it. Um, we were gonna go over Sova, but I I think that the time has come for us to end this here because I think we'll probably go over if we go any further. Well, we don't want to jump off the cliff, right? <laughs> there's there's a cliff in every episode that we just launch ourselves <laughs> it, off of. Dude, right before we started this episode, Coulter and I, we, we made a pact. Like, guy, if we think we're going to fall off in a little bit, we need to just stop <laughs> it, call it good, yeah. and end it. We because, need to just, just end it, yeah. I mean, we all know that cliff happens, and, and we, we yeah. go off the deep end, we don't know what we're talking about. We're lost. We're in a blender. <laughs> and, yeah. and it gets quiet. It's not there's, good. there's two, yeah. there's, you know, there's 10 second pauses between each of us. Yeah. You guys have all heard yeah. it. Yeah. And some of you probably love it, but yeah. we don't, right? Because it feels like <laughs> trash. Um, final thought is, um, guys, we appreciate these topic suggestions. So keep slamming them in there. Like it might be, you know, I mean, it was a few weeks before we got to them and, and we'll just let them build up again and then and then do this again because it, it's kind of fun to to hear what's on your guys' mind, the questions that you guys have. And, and you know, for some reason, if you value our opinion or, or just want to hear some, some other thoughts on it, uh, get some new eyes on it, then uh, it, it's kind of fun for us to go through these. So we appreciate it. Yeah, and it's nice that we can do a episode about it. And I think it has you know, some of the best information about Valorant and getting better at the game. Cause you know, you have these little like niche situations and if we keep on pounding every situation that you guys run into, you'll eventually, you know, you're going to be able to solve those. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, I don't know what we're going to do for the next. I feel like we should do something big for the next episode, dude. I don't know if we want to hunt down a guest. I don't know what, do you guys like the guests? Just let us know via, you know, Instagram, Discord, whatever else. Get connected, right? Get in the community and let us know what you guys want because we want to deliver it. So that's my final thought. Yeah, I, I think we do need to work something out there. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to the Flow State Gaming Podcast, where we went over topic suggestions, the ones that have been months old. It's been an honor and a pleasure. We are live on Twitch, Flow underscore State underscore Gaming, next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Have a fantastic evening and a great week. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.